Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disney Parts and Beyond. I'm Nick and on this episode I'm joined by the wonderful Mr D. Hello there, how are we doing? Not too bad, thank you very much for asking yourself. Yeah, yeah fine, thank you. Good, good, good. And at some point we should be joined by, by P-dubs, but who knows. Um, but we do have a special guest. and yeah. We are joined by the um, legendary creator of the mickey waffles podcast and i'm sure other fun things but that's that's really all i can say we are joined by sinead i feel like you've really oversold me there nick that's that's quite the introduction but thanks hello thanks for having me (laughs) oh bless you it's been it's a it's a treat to have you on um i've been listening to mickey waffles since it first launched just over a year ago now wasn't it yeah april april last year yeah yeah, there you go. See, I was right. I didn't even look it up. Even my <laughs> memory's really good. Oh, I was just lucky. One of the two. Um, but no, a, a big fan. And um, just because Craig took the initiative, he managed to bag you for our network. So even better days now that you're part of the After Dark Network. Absolutely. Because if there's one thing that the network needed, it was another Disney podcast. But you're here we are. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, and a, slant on it. It's grand. And, <laughs> and good one well we got disney dream girls as well and actually that that's the problem now we went from just being almost a male dominated podcast now having two really good female-led disney podcasts and now we're a bit redundant which is a bit of a shame but hey ho what can you do but um we've it's still weird times as everyone knows you know the parts in a weird situation Disney Plus is in a weird situation, the movie business is in a weird situation. So we're going to just try and get along as best we can. Um, but before we get to the news, I thought, Sinead, I wanted to find out more about you. And I know, and I, I mean, some of our listeners will obviously have known you from Mickey Waffles, but you actually spent time working for Disney. Yeah, so I worked in the Disney store on Grafton Street, which is probably the closest equivalent that we have to the Oxford Street store. It's kind of the flagship one over here. And I started out there as a Christmas temp in, I want to say 2012. It was just after Frank and Weenie came out because I remember there was, we had rake loads of Frank and Weenie merchandise. Uh, I remember remember you talking about the Frank and Weenie uh, company toys. Yeah, we just, they, they, they literally gave them away with the DVD because nobody wanted them. I felt <laughs> oh. so bad for them. I have one purely because nobody wanted Sparky. But yeah, they literally ended up having to like give him away with the DVDs. God bless them. Well, I, no actually, I actually just, um, or, or I didn't even get a chance to sit down and watch it. But um, my wife uh, sat down with my daughter to watch Frank and Weenie. Thought that was a good idea. And um, she said she enjoyed it. So I was like, oh, okay, good. So I went up in the loft and I got the Sparky Cuddly Toy, which I think I paid about £7 for. I did actually pay for it, but I didn't pay full price. 
and uh, I left it on a bed for her to uh, receive when she came home from school. So it's obviously a few months ago now. And um, she was petrified. Yeah, it's not like, he, it's not a cute plush. He's, he's, he's yeah, bless him. There's he's, a certain a charm to him. There's a certain yeah. charm to him. But I know what you yeah, mean. It's, it's not the best. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so how long did you spend at Disney in the end? I was, I stayed in Disney until the Christmas that Star Wars was released. Purely because it, working for Disney is quite intense. And I, there'd been quite a few like movies and franchises and stuff that I'd loved that I was kind of starting to resent as a result of kind of working in the store. Like there's only so many times a parent can tell you that you've ruined a kid's Christmas because you don't have an Elsa dress in five to six at 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Um, and I didn't want it to taint Star Wars for me, so I opted to get out before it did, basically. <laughs> Keep Fair it fresh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. I know I know some people that work at Disney stores and said the same thing. And I, 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 I always feel a bit sad in any retail shop, any like really, because they normally have a a musical loop where they'll just have the same songs day in, day out, just in a different order. And, you know, it does start to slowly drive you nuts. Yeah. And in fairness, they did vary it quite a lot in Disney. So it would depend on whatever the kind of big movie was that would play for, I don't know, the two, three months around it. But it was just the unfortunate timing that kind of, they started the Frozen music in November. And then that continued on through all of Christmas and then all of the following year, right the way round to the following Christmas. So it was kind of like a solid, like 15 months of just frozen. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. If, I had, if I had a euro for every time I've heard Let It Go, I could at least take several trips to Disney World. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> so what led you to starting doing your own podcast? Well, my boyfriend, Brefney, he does a wrestling podcast and I kind of, me and Kate that I do Mickey Waffles with, we both worked for Disney. We both love the Disney parks and all of that. So it kind of felt like we just spent an awful lot of time just talking about it anyway. So it kind of seemed like the natural progression to, I suppose, record ourselves talking about it and just kind of have that as a bit of a creative outlet because we seem to spend an awful lot of time kind of looking up stuff that was going on in the park and kind of taking note of different updates and new rides and new announcements, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, it kind of just seemed to be the kind of natural progression. Really. So yeah. Plus I was listening to a ton of Disney podcasts. So I was like, I could do this. This is fine. And then you realize <laughs> how actually difficult it is until you start doing it yourself. Uh, it has its moments, right? <laughs> You've yeah. been doing this for long enough now. Um, but yeah, I, I think what's interesting as well, because funny enough, and it, Talk about circle of life, right? Because this was on a wrestling forum. This question was asked, um, and somebody wanted to know uh, or wanted some recommendations of Disneyland Paris podcasts. Now, they know that I do one, or, or some people know that I do one on that forum anyway. So yeah. I didn't really push um, Discover DLP, um, but I did push your one um, because although that's very nice, it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you find a good one, you stick with it, right? Um, but the thing is, you don't. I suppose you you kind of ref, refer to yourselves as a Disneyland Marys podcast, but you do 
encompass all of Disney, really, don't you? Yeah, like we're both Disneyland Paris annual pass holders. We've both been to Disneyland Paris more than kind of any other parks. Like I've been to California, I've been to Disney World, but I would go to Disneyland Paris considerably more, but that's purely because of proximity. It's much closer. It's much easier to pop over there for a few days than it is to kind of plan an extensive trip over to Disney World. So there's definitely more a Disneyland Paris lens on it because that's kind of our bread and butter. That's what we know. But yeah, we kind of talk about it all of it really no it's it's good and it's i think the thing is as well podcasting does seem to be very i'd say male dominated i mean that's not always true but especially with theme parks you do get a lot of male or men only kind of podcasts and it's it's very hard like we've tried before um obviously we had boston for quite a while um to try and give a female perspective but there there does seem to be a lot more male people that want to do podcasts especially disney ones so again you know people like yourself like disney dream girls you do stand out because it is like listening to something different and you do have different perspectives as well yeah absolutely and like me and kate would be coming from it for from i suppose kind of slightly different viewpoints we don't have kids so we wouldn't kind of have that lens on it either um so yeah slightly slightly different take on it. and i feel like there's also there's a lot of kind of uk-based disney podcasts and obviously kind of getting to dlp and that side of things is very different for most people that are going from the uk because most people tend to get the eurostar whereas it's not not an option for us over here so we kind of like trying out different ways of getting to the parks and stuff like that so yeah it's a slight, slightly different beast coming from ireland anyways yeah but no, I mean, if if our listeners haven't already discovered Mickey Waffles, absolutely go and start subscribing as soon as this episode goes out because it is wonderful. You and Kate are both great. Um, I love Kate's laugh. I can't describe Kate's laugh, but she like once it's it's a real shame because it, it like now I focus on it and like it's always there. I always yeah. focus on it. I don't mean to, uh, but she has got a lovely <laughs> laugh. And um, also, like one of the, the great things you've been doing for your your audience is like regular Zoom sessions during the lockdown. So you've been giving you know people that listen to you guys an outlet, uh, a way of kind of bonding together as Disney fans, which I think is lovely. Yeah, we planned on because again, there there tends to be a lot of kind of like UK based Disney meetups and stuff like that, and there just isn't really anything like that over here. So there were a couple of people that we would chat to regularly that were also Irish-based Disney fans. And we kind of had a range to all kind of meet up and go for a drink. And then obviously everything to do with COVID hit and that went out the window. So we were like, will we try doing it via Zoom? And then Kate was like, we'll do a quiz. That'll help break the ice. We'll do a quiz. That'll be fine. And we've kind of done, I think we've done about five or six of them now. We do them every two weeks. So yeah, it's been good. There's kind of a nice little core group that join most weeks. And then kind of other people will join here or there. And yeah, I honestly, you're referring to me, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I will say, though, I think the fact that we have been doing those quiz was the only reason that me and Kate managed to get through your quiz a few weeks ago, Paul, because that was oh, very hard. You did very well. I was really impressed. You got some, uh, you got some tough questions answered there. Yeah, yeah there certainly was, certainly was. And, and actually, speaking of that, for for those people that didn't get to go to um, our quiz that we hosted a few weeks ago, um, we are going to 
uh, re-record the quiz as a bonus podcast that will go out in the next week or so. So uh, if you weren't able to join, um, but you wanted to do the quiz, that will be coming out as a separate podcast. So you can see just how hard Mr. D's questions were because they were ridiculously tough, if you ask me. And test yourself. Test That's yourself. It. Put exactly. that in a way that you can, uh, you can try and answer them yourself before we give you the answers. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out some way of doing it for sure. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, Sinead, before we move on to the, the first segment, uh, can we just, uh, or can you just tell people where they can find you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So we're on Instagram is probably where we're more active. So we're on Instagram at Mickey Waffles Pod. We're on Twitter at Mickey Waffle Pod because we couldn't fit the S in there. And we also are on Facebook as well. Superb. And yeah, if you want to join one of their uh, Zoom sessions, then they normally put the details on the social media a week or so before or a few days leading up to it. And I'm guessing your next one will be this week. Yeah, this Friday, they usually kick off at about half seven. Usually have a quiz of some varied. They've, the quizzes have been getting more and more obscure as the weeks have gone on. So I can't even. <laughs> last, we, last time we had like Disney character Tinder bios. It was a whole time. So Lord knows what Kate's got to come up with this time. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Shay, And thank you very much for joining us on this episode. And I believe I've spotted a wild P dubs in the distance. You certainly have. I, I finally made it. Oh, bless you. Thank you for coming along. No worries. You've missed Sinead's introduction, but you know Sinead, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. We'll crack on. Um, but the first segment, as we know... Oh, actually, we haven't done drinks yet. How rude are no, we? No, we haven't. Oh, God. Sorry, everyone's gasping. Um, Mr. D, what are you drinking? I've already started, sorry. <laughs> I couldn't right. let you off. <laughs> I'm still just on the gin and tonic. Nothing, oh. nothing exotic. Just, just your regular gin and tonic. Is yeah, still a good Bombay, choice. Sapphire. Still be working through that one. Very and nice. Just uh, regular tonic. I haven't got any fancy tonics tonight. Just the old Schweppes, like other brands, of course, are available. Uh, um, Sinead, what are you drinking? I am drinking my usual, which is a Jemison and Coke Zero. Nice. Keeping it Irish. Keeping it Irish. And uh, P. Dos, what are you drinking? Uh, I've just got the usual Raspberry Pepsi Max. Uh, I am just drinking San Pellegrino because I'm trying to stop drinking Cherry Pepsi Max because I'm an addict. My name is Nick and I am an addict and I, I need to stop being an addict. So fizzy water it is. Right, now we've all done that and I've embarrassed myself, uh, we'll go straight into the news. Let's get down to business to start planning that Disney trip. I'm Wendy Prater and Magical Journeys Travel here, proud sponsor of the Disney Parks and Beyond podcast. I specialize in all things Disney, Universal, and all major cruise lines. Disney cruises are spectacular, but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection. I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World, Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris? I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at Wendy Prater at MagicalJourneysTravel.com. I make the plans, you make the memories. And it's been weird, right? Because we're still in this weird state where we've got a park opening day, but there still seems to be quite a few odd things happening, right? Yeah. Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> unusual times. So we've got so the the American parks open up on the eleventh of July. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just a few days shy of before we believe Disneyland Paris is opening up. We believe that's opening up on the 15th, but we've not had confirmation of that yet. So we've got the date for the American parks, but there seems to be all kind of shenanigans <laughs> going on with, with all of this stuff. And P-Dubs, Some things are opening, some aren't. Yeah, and, and P-Dubs, I know this is, although you're not going uh, in July, I know yeah. that this is also having a, a knock-on effect with you. So yeah. what's been happening with your booking? So, my hotel bookings are fine at the moment. Um, I have got a booking for one of the All-Stars. There's rumours that they aren't reopening. So, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen there. Make a free uh, upgrade. Well, that's what we're hoping for. Um, we'll probably end up in the same hotel for both parts of the trip. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's happening. Um, we've talked about it before. All the dining's been cancelled. Um, so that was interesting. They slowly went day by day. Um, no particular order. Some at the end of the holiday went before stuff at the start of the holiday. Uh, didn't get emails to start with, so they'd been cancelled. That took three or four days before I actually received those. So that was fun. Um, there's no character dining at all, except for one. Uh, Topolino's is going to reopen. Um, with a modified character experience, so whatever not, that not, means. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm not right. familiar with the character experience there. So what what is it usually? It's normally breakfast, and it's it's your typical. The characters come round to your table, and, yeah, but are we and meet about you. Fab Five, or yeah, okay, yeah. Right. It's the it's the the main main guys, and people have raved about it. We had it booked. Uh, no longer have it booked, obviously. Um, but yeah, they've they've announced that that's going to be the only character experience that's going to be available, but it's going to be modified. So I'm assuming that just means they'll come out of the kitchen, wave, and disappear again. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure whether it's really worth it. Um, so yeah, that's that's the strange one. As I say, hotels aren't all opening. Um, some are being set aside for probably another story that we'll talk about before the end of the news section um but yeah just just no real set terms at the moment by the look of it it it, it just seems all weird because you know i was reading um an article on inside the magic and one of the other things that is being questioned at the moment is because of a statement that's been put out which i i think is about as clear as mud yeah. Um, but obviously, it's to do with the, the the plans they're putting in place, allowing them to reopen. Um, and there's going to be a, a new reservation system. Yeah. Uh, that's supposed to be going live, and it kind of seems that what's going to happen is you're not going to be able to park cop. No. Which isn't a surprise because I think they want to limit the amount of people. They can't guarantee that they're going to have someone go from one park to another. And and that's fair enough. I, I get that. I'm fairly sure I read somewhere on the Disney World website. They've put up like updates for if you're staying. And it also said that if you have a reservation, it doesn't guarantee you access to a park either. Yeah, so. it doesn't. You still have to go through the same booking system that everybody else is going through. 
I mean, I know they've got to, I know they can't just reopen the doors, right? I know they've got to put some kind of system in place, but at, at this moment, and I mean, this is evolving, right? So every day you might hear something else or they might, as Sinead said, they might change something on the website. But at the moment, it sounds just like a massive cluster mark. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. They don't seem to know what they're doing at the moment. And I don't think Universal have helped matters either. The fact that theirs has gone fairly well Mm -hmm. with a completely different system to what Disney are doing. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem to, from, from what I've seen and what I've heard from people that have been, it does seem to be working fairly well. Um, I think the you know the the massive problem here immediately is the fact that um, as Sinead alluded to, your, you know your reservation isn't guaranteeing you entry. Yeah, which at now, Universal it does. And the the problem is with with all of that is you know people are travelling from you yeah. know well wherever they can right. Yeah. <laughs> at the moment they're not going to be travelling from the UK, but. Um, you know, people will still be making journeys. It's it's not a local park like California, so people will be coming in from all different states and any countries that allow them to travel. Um, so to go all that way, and then especially staying on property as well, wherever's yeah. open, and then not being guaranteed to get into the parks. I don't see horrendous. why why they're not just using the fast pass system. Sixty days out if you're staying on property, thirty days if you if you're not. Yeah. let the people stay on staying on site book first before everybody else but at the moment it doesn't seem like that's their idea I just don't know why anybody would go to be honest right now it's just so there's so many things I mean the list of stuff that is unavailable even I mean I feel like Yacht and Beach Club Storm Long Bay isn't going to be isn't going to be open arcades character experiences electrical water pageant I mean why is that not on you know I mean? that, they, they have said that is only temporary. Yeah, it seems like it's only going to be. But that also, I'm not convinced that's that's been made particularly clear either. The resorts are opening two or three weeks before the parks are. Yeah. Which I'm wondering whether the the water pageant is just not running while the hotels are open without the parks. You think it'd be not more been more? made clear? Yeah, you would do. I mean, you've got the you've got not you've got no parts to go to, so yeah, you think what, you'd be laying people, on. What are people going to be doing? You, what yeah. you, you've you've come to Disney World to spend five nights at, um, you know, Disney Springs. Well, there's so many other things like marina rentals are are not going to be available. Campfires, character experiences, spas, salons. Is this all? It's all it's all not available. So I just don't know why you would go. Is this all a big ploy for Disney to finally get somebody to walk through to the NBA experience? It could be. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you could get a capacity crowd in there, and you still be socially distanced. Yeah. It's enough space. And that's the other news story that I was oh. alluding to is that the NBA will be moving into Walt Disney World in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that in just a little bit because that is a a, a bigger story in itself. But I just. It just sounds so weird. I you- just don't understand why they're not 
prioritizing? Like, why are they not taking the same approach that, that Universal are? Because surely it's just going to generate more guest complaints if you've paid all this money to stay in Disney. And especially if they're not opening a lot of the value resorts, if you've paid a lot of money to stay at Disney and you can't do all of these things in the park, but you've still decided to go and then you can't even get into the park, surely yeah. it makes more sense to at least a lot however many slots to the people that are staying on site. Well, yeah, I mean, they know they know how many hotel rooms they're going to make available. So and, they... and that's the, the thing, Paul. They're not even selling any more hotel rooms hmm. or tickets, so they know exactly how many people they've got staying on property. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it just it doesn't make any sense to, to not follow Universal's lead. I mean, sure, like, you know, maybe I'm being too simplistic, which obviously being someone who's very simple it's, it's easy, easy for me to do so but let's just say they they adopt the fast pass system like you say right so you can book 60 days out now at the moment you can go into your um you know my disney experience and you can go into the fast pass section and you can start picking the park and what attractions you want and what times and you know all that kind of stuff so why don't they just do it where you have to you know you select the day you select which park you want to go to that day, and then you can only get your fast passes for that park. And that no, way, they're I'm taking even... a note of the attractions that people are going to be going to, yeah. but also the park and how many people are going to that park that day. I'm not even convinced you need to, to action the normal fast passes because there's not going to be that many people. So I don't see why fast passes are needed inside the park, but I just, I think using the fast pass system to be able to book your park should be fairer to people that are staying on on property mm, yeah yeah seems to make sense just just weird or, or or they just do like universal and just say if you're staying in a disney park and you're guaranteed entry yeah they, they yeah, need to they... need to work on that definitely yeah because like they can even take the tokyo disneyland approach because with tokyo disneyland if you get like a three-day ticket day one you can go to say tokyo disney sea day two you can go to tokyo mm. disneyland you can't park hop and each day is it's specified which park you can go into so surely they could even adopt something like that that you might not be yeah. guaranteed to get into magic kingdom every day but if you're there for a four-day yeah. stay you have access an allotted day to go to each park or something like that yeah yeah but you can't even go to the gate and find that out, right? Can you imagine, like, going from your hotel on a bus, if they're allowed to run those, who knows? But let's say you can get a bus. So you queue up for the bus, you get on the bus, you're social distancing, you get to the park, you get to um, the Magic Kingdom, and you get to the entrance, and they go, oh, actually, we can't let you in today. You're going to have to go to another park. And then you have to start all over again. Like none of this makes sense. They need to tell you what you can do, what days. And I don't. It's not ideal, but the thing is, you know, Magic Kingdom is a full day park. Yep. Epcot is a full day park. Animal Kingdom is probably a half day park for most people, uh, and Hollywood Studios is normally a half day park for people as well. So, you know, they they can't. F if they're going to enforce it so you can only go to one park a day fine but at least make sure that you do have like they do in tokyo at least a day's access to each one if you're only going to be there for like five days or something 
you know and i, I know yeah. I'm, I'm speaking from like an american point of view where they don't go for like the two weeks that that we do um but but just on that as well they have said that there's going to be no changes to the uh the das service the dis- disability access service there's not going to be any changes to that when it reopens that's going to be working um as normal um but another thing i've seen is that um anyone that's going from uh, the new york tri-state area is still going to be uh having to abide by the two-week quarantine rule yeah i think they said a few states are going to be like that so again anyone that's planning to go from that area has got to consider that as well Mm. which is a bit ironic because florida's our value now isn't i don't think it's that far behind new york no and rising yeah and rising yeah yeah it does it does seem really really bizarre to me that florida has just gone ah screw it we're gonna open everything back up and well surprised things seem to be getting worse now that everything's uh relaxed so um but p-dubs you did mention uh the the nba story that's going on so i'll let you talk about that a bit more so obviously like all sports uh the nba was shut down uh back in march um with not much of the season left plus the playoffs um the decision was made that if they did bring it back it would be played in a bubble so everybody would be in the same place. No games played at your home home court or, or anything like that. Uh, and the decision's been made that it will be at the Wide World of Sports at Walt Disney World, um, starting their training camps from the middle of this month. Um, they will be taking over certain hotels. Um, I know Mr. D- one of Mr. D's favourites is going to be out of action for a while. Um, because of it. Um, Coronado? Yep. They're taking yeah. over the whole of Coronado. Right. Um, not sure where else. Um, possibly one of the All-Stars might go as well. Or Port Orleans is another one that apparently isn't reopening um, with everything else. Um, so they may end up in there. But yeah, they're going to be they're going to be around until the beginning of October. Um, taking these hotels up, obviously, it will slowly start to shrink as teams get knocked out. Um, But they've got eight regular games to play out for every team, um, plus the playoffs at the end of that. Um, And I believe the plan is to be finished by the 12th of October. So that should be fun. (laughs) It's going to be interesting because it's going to be one of, well, it's going to be the first major sport. Yep. to restart in the US, isn't it? Yeah. Because baseball season won't have started yet and, and the NFL just yep. managed to finish its season before the um, the coronavirus uh, pandemic. So yep. it, it's going to be interesting. Oh, where, and the, the games are going to be played where? At Wide World of Sport. They're going to take all arenas. There'll be three games going on at once. Hmm. And possibly multiple games a day. I mean, I want to, you know, I don't want to be sexist, but I will be. Sinead, as our uh, guest female on this episode, um, how does this news uh, take you? 
I mean, it it kind of makes sense. I know they're doing that with kind of other sports. I wouldn't exactly be a, a sporty person, shall we say. But I know, for example, Formula One are planning on doing a similar thing that they're running multiple races in the same country kind of back to back so that they can kind of keep everybody in a bubble. So I suppose it's way getting up and running. Not ideal for obviously people that have booked into these hotels, but hopefully it'll kind of be beneficial because they might get moved into nicer ones. Finger crossed repeat apps. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping. We we get there a couple of weeks after they finish, so um, we we don't know what the plan will be at that point. But fingers crossed that I don't end up in a in a value and get bumped up to a moderate. <laughs> Never know. Stranger things have happened. Um, yeah, I suppose it it will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it happens. I mean. We're going to see the start of the football, sorry, the restart of the football season over here in about 10 days' time, something like that. Yeah. It's getting close, right? Yeah. Um, it's a week on Thursday, I think. Okay. And, um, you know, we've seen some of the other European countries start to resume their sports. So the Bundesliga in Germany has been going on for a few weeks and it, it seems to have worked so far. I don't think there's been any major. Um, I don't think anyone's gone down with coronavirus, have they? No. Since it started, so the, the bubble thing, if if implemented well, does seem to work. Um, and I suppose it's a bit of publicity for Disney as well. Yeah, especially the fact that they sponsor the the Orlando Magic already anyway. Mm. So it it does make sense. And luckily, the Magic have made it into the playoffs. So they are going to be there. That would have been a bit awkward. Yeah, and it is the magic, so you don't expect them to make the playoffs no. either. So that's that is interesting. Yeah. Um, I I didn't really have any other part news. That was that was all I really had. Was there anything I've missed out? Anybody? Don't think so. Disney Springs is now yeah. fully operational. It Pretty much the, every is, restaurant is open. I don't think the voids opened up yet, though. No. And I don't think that will. That's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. So I, don't, I think I, I think I'm the only one that's done the void on here. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing it. Um, I hadn't even thought about doing it this year, but it's. Uh, I might take a take a look. Oh, you have to do the running. void. You yeah. have to do the void. It's it's incredible, but it is wearing a headset that somebody else said they're mugging. Yeah. For twenty minutes. <laughs> so. I don't know how you get around that. I might just stick to the new M&M world. <laughs> God. <laughs> <sighs> that shop's the bane yeah. of my life. Well, the ones, the ones in the UK are anyway. The Americans yeah. are more fun because they actually have different types of M&Ms. Yeah. We get two types. Brilliant. What a great, what a great shop. And you get to meet an M&M. <sighs> what more could you want? Yeah. yeah true. Probably not at the moment, mind you. <laughs> they want to wear masks like they do at Universal. Yeah. M and M World followed by the NBA experience. What a fantastic day out! <laughs> well, it look look for some for some park guests. It looks like that's all they're going to have, right? Uh, yeah, that's going to be that could be the highlight of their holiday. <laughs> that's until you day? find out you have to make a reservation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd probably be okay with an NBA fast pass. Yeah, oh, be yeah. tear tears in. Dead. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. Yeah. 
right if there's if there's nothing else in the parts we're going to go over to the even sparser area which is outside of the parks The Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Cruise Line. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, announcements on the cruise line. Yeah. Uh, European Disney Magic. Sailings have been have been cancelled basically. <laughs> it's been uh, sitting in dock in Dover for yeah about two months. There's yeah. um there's a girl that um, myself and Kate know from working in the parks and uh, not from working in the parks from working in the store. She went over and she was had literally just started her cruise line contract and then kind of COVID hit, so she spent yeah. I think two months just going between Port Canaveral and Castaway Key and then eventually any of the European cast they just brought them back home so she got I think let off at Dover and then had to fly back to Dublin yeah so, not a bad yeah, way to spend so the, two months but no, not ideal yeah but not what she was planning I guess because my, my daughter she was a cast member in Epcot and she still got friends there and the cultural reps so the, the people from the countries in Epcot they all got let go so now, that's another thing that we've missed out. There's there's talk that they're going to be replaced by the wrong cultural yeah. cast members. That yeah, is I'm, not I'm, ideal right now in what's no. happening with the world. That's the complete wrong thing to do. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. And then they've just posted on the Careers website, they've just posted uh, for Mexico for um, cultural reps for 2021. So it looks like as far as as far as she's aware and some of her friends are aware, it looks like it, it won't be anything for this year. It won't be going back this year. So yeah, I think they are going to use non non native cast members. But the the interesting thing about the the cruise line one is so they've cancelled the Magic's European sailings through October, including the the transatlantic leg, and then also. Any adventures by Disney connected to that have been have been cancelled as well. But then on the US website, they have launched a whole load of deals um, for uh, for Caribbean sailings. So sounds like they will be sailing out of uh, Port Canaveral, I guess, later in the summer. And some good deals. But the interesting thing, the other interesting thing was, if you had booked a European sailing and it got cancelled. You've then got a choice. You can either get a full refund or you can get 125% of the cruise value credited towards another cruise to be taken before the end of March 2022. Yeah, they did the, they did the exact same deal when they shut the uh, American cruises back in yeah. the spring. Um, yeah. And and because Lewis, that's what happened to Lewis and Cat. And when they mentioned it to me, I said I'd be personally, whilst one hundred twenty five percent credit sounds 
a good idea in principle. The problem is, is that the, the cruisers are likely to have to go up in price. Mm. Yeah. So therefore, your 125% credit might actually yes. not even pay for your new cruise. They've got yeah. three new ships to pay for. Well, yeah, yeah there's that as well. Yeah. Uh, but Sinead, actually, going back to uh, the friend that you know, um, yeah. being stuck between uh, Port Canaveral and um, Castaway Key, uh, did either location have uh, an M&M world? I don't think so, no. Oh, sadly. see, she must have been really bored. Yeah. Poor thing. Um, they've actually updated the uh, the website today to say that uh, the following sailing dates are going to be affected by the ongoing suspension. So Disney Magic sailings through to October 2nd, uh, Disney Wonder sailings through September 14th, Disney Dream and Disney Fantasy uh, through the 27th of July. Now remember that date because we're going to come back to that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's all they can do for now, right? Yeah. I suppose because when they were supposed to be sailing, it'll be interesting to see if those dates are extended. I guess at this moment it's a bit too early to say, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole list, a huge list of deals uh, that have been that have been offered, but they're, they're, they've got to be booked fairly quickly if you want the deal. And I, I just don't see people people doing that. I mean, you know, a cruise ship is the last place you want to be when there's potentially a, a pandemic on the list. Yeah. If someone's got so, it and they're not showing symptoms when they get on the, on the ship, you're yeah. screwed. Because yeah. you've literally got nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. No. No. Well, yeah. we saw earlier this year, didn't we, when that boat in Japan got stuck. Yeah. But for that reason, yeah. Um, yeah. So it needs to be quarantined. Um, yeah, I mean, it, even today, I got I got an email today offering me, offering me a deal at the um, Hard Rock Hotel in London. Really good deal as well, it was. Right? A really decent discount on the price of a room. And I thought, well, you know what, that might be nice. You know, later in the year, just, um, you know, go away with my wife, try and do something in London, stay away um, from the kids. Because obviously, you know, when you become a parent, the one thing you want to do is stay away from your kids for as long as possible. And that voucher was valid until, I think you could buy it, you bought it today and you had to book your room or you, you had to have had your stay by the end of January next year. And even on that, I thought, you know what? When is this? When when is this going to go back to normality? When will it be okay to be able to go and do things again in London? Like I could I could book that now and think, oh yeah, maybe October or November or something might be quite nice. And mm. you could go, and there's nothing for you to do still in London because the theatres aren't reopened or something. So, you know there's all these tempting offers out there now for holidays and hotel stays and stuff like that. But because no one knows what's going to happen, you know, I'm reluctant to do it. And obviously these businesses also need your money to survive. So it's, it's a really, you know, everyone's in a really dodgy position, I think. Because yeah. It's a gamble. A isn't it? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You're taking a pump. That's, that's how much are you willing to gamble to save some money? Yeah. Mate. Maybe great, make away with it, might be okay. Yeah. 
it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be interesting. Um but yeah, I mean I've I've wanted to do a Disney cruise for a while, but I just don't have the interest in it at the moment. I really no. don't. Yeah. Mm. Right. I mentioned the twenty seventh of July. Um, earlier on when we were talking about the sailing and remembering that date and the reason for that is because that's the day that Mulan is supposed to be being released uh, I wish I'd just give up and just stick it on Disney Plus <laughs> spent too much money on it they can't <laughs> uh, releasing Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus well, that film wasn't going to make any money I don't think Mulan would have made as much as they expected it to I mean, Sinead, did you say the other week, I'm trying to remember what you said about Artemis Fowl now on your podcast, but did you say you wasn't even going to bother to watch it, or was that Kate? I think we both said it, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I remember reading the books when I was a kid, but like, I just... The whole, like, I, the trailer and the poster and all that, it just gives me real, like, Spy Kids vibes. Mm. And it just... I have... Z- it, it's got zero appeal for me at the minute. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not familiar with the books. So, it, I, you know, it's always easier when you don't have that, even if you don't love the books or the, the original source material, but if you know the source material, it does really affect things. Because I remember when um, The Philosopher's Stone came out, or The Sorcerer's Stone, if you're in America, um, when that film first came out, because of all the hype leading up to it, I thought I'm going to have to start reading these Harry Potter books. So I remember reading The Philosopher's Stone, trying to get it finished before the film came out, and I did with about a week to spare. And I really enjoyed the book. I was quite surprised. And then I went and saw the film, and I was like, this is not what I've just read. And I mean, to be fair, it's not, a, it's not an awful adaption of the book, but because there were things that were missing or because the characters didn't look as I had imagined them looking and it was still so fresh in my head, it meant that I really couldn't take to the film. Yeah. I'll, I'll go one better and destroy all our listeners. Uh, I read Wicked before I went to see the, the Western musical. I walked out of the musical halfway through. Wow. Because the oh, book wow. was so great and the play was just atrocious so watered down it was ridiculous did you did you leave before defying gravity yeah jesus i got i i went i got to the halftime break and we left we went to get a drink next door during the during the break and i just said i'm not going back wow because <laughs> it was just the book is great really quite dark and adult and Ah, oh, the the musical is just like a prequel to The Wizard of Oz. I will, uh, I will say actually on that. I remember that my wife went to see it and she wasn't very taken with the musical, but she did later read the books because I think there was two or three books. Yeah, there was, and um, and she loved those books, but she yep. just didn't care for the musical. And actually. Yep. Like for her, it was the other way around. She she'd seen the musical first and then read the book. But yeah, it's that's interesting that you say that. You've conflicted me, P Dabs. I've, I haven't seen the musical, but I've got the book. I've had the book for about read the four, book. I've had it for about three years. I've got right, it, I've got a pile of books. I haven't got to. They're really good. Those those three books. There's right. th- there's that one, and then there's one based on the 
Scarecrow. And then one on the line, I think. for the musical then. So I should go and see the musical first and then read the book. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't I? Yeah, it could do. Yeah, it would. Yeah, would be tarnished. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm full of admiration. Walking out on a live play, that's excellent. I've walked out on a couple of movies, but never a live play. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I'm just not going back. And there yeah. was a group of us. There was about 15 of us. I mean, I feel like that's slightly not as bad as if you just got up in the middle of the performance and was <laughs> I'd like, never goodbye. do that. <laughs> I'd never <laughs> do that. But, but you can imagine that probably some of the performers would have noticed that there was someone sitting there during the first half and in the second half there wasn't. Hmm. We were quite close to the front. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I did. Uh, I went Disney to see a play years ago. I went to see a play called Steaming, which is set in a Turkish bath. And so that it's, it's all women who meet there every week. And they, they take their clothes off because they're in a Turkish bath. And one of the women was Olive from On The Buses, right? <laughs> she, was, she was in this play. And halfway through, this old guy gets up and he, he says, ladies, you may think this is art, but I'm not impressed. And he walks up. Everybody give him a round of applause. Wow. Brilliant. The good. American listeners, please Google Olive from On The from Buses. Buses. Yeah, she's a uh, She's yeah. she's, uh, she's a looker. Um, yeah, she's a looker, yeah. Anyway, so no P-dubs, it can't go into Disney Plus. But um this is this is interesting because this is gonna be the, the second big film that's gonna be released once cinemas are expected to reopen. So my understanding is that um in some states already cinemas have reopened, but there's obviously nothing being released at the moment. So I saw a story the other day, actually. Uh, there's been a film that's been number one. Let me see if I can find it, actually. See if I can do some multitasking. Why wouldn't they just go, like, a blast from the past? Why wouldn't they go back to the days when they just re-released the film from, from now, just until things get back to normal? Why would you release a new film? Well, yeah. Just, that's what they were talking about in China, wasn't it? That they were going to re-release yeah. the Avengers. Yeah. Why well, they you did, didn't they? And they closed, it, they closed yeah. the cinemas yeah. back off, didn't they? Yeah. I did hear that they're going to re-release Train to Busan because the sequel is supposed to be released in July. It is, so yeah. Are, yeah. Why yeah, don't we just do that with, um, I don't know, some classic Disney movies or... Well, I think, yeah. was it was it when we had Jim Hill on for P-dubs? Oh, and he was saying... On. Well, you must listen I was to on it. Yeah, I did listen. Yeah, actually, I did listen to it. Of course so I you might did. know. Yeah. No, I, P- don't, I actually do. Yeah, to, yeah. Be, to be fair, P Dubs is, is probably the only one of us that does listen to these episodes, um, which is why I never know how bad or good they are. But um, this one obviously would be great. Sinead's on it. But um, yeah, when Jim Hill was on, he was, I think that was the weekend that China had reopened the cinemas. And he was saying that they were um, re releasing some of the, the Marvel films, but also that they'd converted the first two Harry Potter films in 3D? Yes. As well? Yeah. I don't think I don't think they got released because the cinema's closed again almost you know within days yeah. of them reopening. So um but yeah there was a film called The Wretched that was released 38 days ago and it's been number 1 for the last 5 weeks. <laughs> but the reason for that is because it's been pretty much the only film that's been on for the last five weeks. Nice. <laughs> so it's a, it's an interesting one. Um, 
and even more interesting is that it got released straight to VOD over here as well. So you can watch it over in England already. Um, but yeah, so we've not had any major films, but um, Christopher Nolan's new film, Tenant, is coming out, I think, mm. around the 10th of July, something like that. And there was a lot of um, commotion about it because he's um, he's a traditionalist, and you know he only makes films for the big screen. You can't watch his films on your TV; that's disallowed. I don't think anyone's told him that his films get released on Blu-ray or not. Um, but um, you need to see his film at the cinema, and he wasn't budging his release date. And Warner Brothers were kind of backing him, so there did seem to be a little bit of pressure about trying to get the cinemas open in July for that to happen. And it does look like that in the UK, that's when we're going to get our cinemas reopened. So if that does indeed happen, then I expect that, you know, the release of Mulan will still happen. Yeah. As expected. But, and then um, the steady stream of them will start again. Yeah, and I didn't realise actually that it's already had its, its premiere. Yeah. I, didn't, I must have missed that story. I think it was possibly before Robert Pattinson started Batman. Why? Because he's in Tenant. So oh I no! Sorry, I mean, I mean, I mean Mulan. No. Oh, Mulan. Oh, yeah. sorry. I think yeah, no, they but... just. I think they just managed to shoehorn the Mulan premiere in before everything kicked off. So I think that's probably why there was a lot going on in the world then. Yeah, it was like the. I th- yeah. From what I can it was see, more it was about Wuhan March. than it was Mulan. <laughs> Both Chinese based. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting because my my expectation is that even if the cinemas do reopen, how how desperately are people going to be to go back to the cinema? It's going to be great because I mean, if you've got like social distancing, all those. I can't swear on this one, can I? But all those people, right? All those nice people who rustled their popcorn bags are going to be far enough away that it doesn't matter. It's true. Oh, right. no more Mr. D cinema rages. My rampages, no. Yeah. Yeah, but you'll still drop anyway. ice cream down yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. I fall asleep. No, not in a cinema, P Dabs. No. Only no, just on the podcast. Podcast. <laughs> You guys are the ultimate sleep therapy. <laughs> yeah, you know, that that should be how we advertise this show. Actually, it's a great, yeah. great, yeah. great way to get to sleep. Sleep meditation, especially, especially right now. Everybody's having these bad dreams and can't sleep. Sleep problems during lockdown. <laughs> I wonder whether there's a um, category on podcasts. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there is. There's there meditation. Of, oh yeah, there is. There absolutely is. We'll have to ask that. See, to if we, see if we can chart. Yeah. It's good to be in various charts. Uh, but I mean, Mr. D, you know, you, like me, have a Cineworld card. Mine was just about to run out. I had about two days left on it before my card expired. So I'm not going to get yeah. much uh, much to do when, I, when it does switch back on. Um, but, you know, if, if they announce their reopening in July, are mm-hmm. you going to be there opening weekend for whatever's open? Well, it sort of depends what you know, what it's going to be like. It's a bit like the, the theme parks, you know. I mean, presumably there'd be social distancing, but, you know, how is that going to work? And and then what movies are going to be are going to be on? Um, I don't feel particularly motivated to go to any of these things 
when it's like less of an experience. So it, it would really just depend on how it was done. I mean, like I say, social distancing in a movie theater is probably a good thing. You're probably guaranteed a, a good movie watching experience. And once the lights go down, it kind of doesn't matter. But but then can you actually get into the movies? Is it safe? Um, you know, and what movies are going to be released? So oh, I'm watching with interest, definitely. I mean, you would expect that with, you know, you, you know, Moonland was going to be one of the big films for Disney this year. Artemis Fowl was just going to be one of those, not mid-budget, but, you know, they'd have been happy if it made a few hundred million. Right? There, there wasn't big expectations, but the, the live-action Disney stuff always does quite well. So all eyes were going to be on this film anyway. And for this now to be released in July, I mean my expectation of this is the box office isn't going to be great. You never know though. Like people are so fed up and bored of being at home that it could actually work in Disney's favor. It could be that people are like, do you know what? Why not go to the cinema? Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose that, you know, like it's how they can spin it. So if, if I'm right and it doesn't do particularly well at the box office because of, current situations um and and therefore it doesn't make the money they're expecting it to the spin can be well you know we took a gamble because you know first big release after the cinemas have reopened and we expected attendance to be a bit down so we're not going to read too much into it but if it does really well like you know you said there Shanae, then you know they can see it as they've saved cinema yeah because they've I mean, brought everyone back out to the cinema the only way I could see it working, though, is if there are fewer films. So if, if Mulan is, like, the only film, and so somewhere like Cine World's got, uh, well, near me, I think it's got 14 screens. So if you've got Mulan on in every screen, then the capacity is probably going to be about equivalent to full capacity. Because if you think about it, if you're sitting in a seat and it's a two-meter minimum radius around you, that's a hell of a lot of seats that aren't going to be filled. And even then, I, I would still argue that even two metres away, sitting there for two, two and a half hours inside a building, that's not the same as two metres away outdoors in a park. So it's still a, still a bit of a... Intuitively, it just seems like a dodgy proposition to me. I mean, Sinead, obviously you're over in, in Ireland. So what's the, have they mentioned anything about cinemas over there? They haven't really mentioned anything about cinemas. So what we've kind of been told is I think from the 29th of June, they're reopening pubs and stuff. Now only pubs that have a restaurant kind of license and that can kind of predominantly operate as a restaurant. Um, but they haven't really mentioned a lot about cinemas. Now we kind of have these pop-up, like outdoor cinema things and um, where they basically just take over big car parks whack up a giant screen and me and Brefney had actually gone to one just before the country went into like full lockdown they were showing the lion king but they have they've kind of started popping them up here there and everywhere and especially now because before it used to be that you could only travel within a five kilometer radius of your house but they've kind of extended that out a good bit more so there are more of those popping up and they're showing more kind of like older Disney movies. They're showing like 
Peppa Pig and How to Train Your Dragon and kind of stuff like that. They're not so, Disney movies. I know they're not Disney movies. <laughs> That's why I called out those as separate ones. Um, so they are kind of popping up here, there and everywhere. And we have a kind of a couple more like bougie cinemas, shall we call them, that are like old vintage ones from back in the day that have like big armchairs and their seats are two meters apart from each other anyways. So the likes of those would be able to reopen. But as for kind of like standard cinemas, it hasn't been mentioned on the roadmap as of yet. No, it's 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 quite interesting. We've seen a lot of um, talk about what the aviation industry are going to do with regards seating and, and things like that. But yeah, they've not, you know, no cinema chain has come out yet and said what they're going to do yeah. as part of this. And that's why cinema chains actually come back. Um, Especially in the US. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's true. From a health point of view, you could say the aviation industry have got an advantage in terms of it's a it's a small volume of air in a plane, and they have got filtration systems. So and they can upgrade those by upgrading the filter. So you know, if you've got a bit of social distancing and they're and they're they're able to cycle the air and filter the air. But that I don't think you could do that in a cinema. I mean, it's just not designed for it, is it? Yeah. But are they going to insist that, that you wear a mask while you sit and watch a movie? I don't know. Yeah, then I'll definitely get in a mess with my Baskin Robbins, won't I? I mean, <laughs> I'll forget I've got the mask on, do you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's going to look like Hannibal Lecter. And especially when you get that hot fudge sauce, you know, it's just going to be a mess. Yeah, that is very true, actually. Mm. And you do have to have the hot fudge sauce. Definitely. It's, it's uh, I, I don't care if it's optional, it goes on whatever ice cream we're having. Um, yeah, it, I, I mean, that's it. I think, I think masks probably will be mandatory. Um, and we've already had, obviously, you know, going back to theme parks, a lot of talk about masks and people not wanting to wear them and everything like that. I actually, um, today got a, uh, I'll give them a plug, even though I'm not sponsoring the show, but uh, a Respo mask. It's designed for um, cycling in cities. They do a whole range of different filtration masks, but this one was one that I was going to get anyway because of having a bike. Um, I don't get where I cycle now. I don't really get into pollution because I'm normally around parks and forests and stuff like that. But if I'm going to be riding into London, then definitely I'll need something like that. Um, And it's actually, because of how they're designed, they're incredibly easy to, to breathe through they've got a one um they've got like a, a filter on the on the mask that makes it very easy to breathe through but also very protective um but your standard masks you know i i appreciate they can get for people a little bit um uncomfortable after a while so it'll be interesting and also you know going back to mr d's point you know if you're wearing a mask you're not going to be eating popcorn right yeah and who's going to enforce that when the lights go down you know what i mean well they're going to that's... have like Infrared vision. Well, they do, don't they? Yeah, they do. Are they actually gonna come in amongst everybody and say, "Oi, get your mask on"? I don't well, know. Who knows? I mean, they might pause the film. Yeah, you know. But but at the same time, of saying that, although they do have that technology in cinemas, um, you know, they don't generally, you know, they don't have a projectionist anymore, do they? Per screen. No. They might have one or two people whose job it is to make sure the buttons are pressed at the right time so the film starts playing, but that's about it. So are they actually going to have anyone checking those cameras for 
for people not wearing masks when they've been told to. But you're you're quite right. You know, what's to stop people just as soon as the film starts going, ah, lights are off now, I can take my mask off, no one's going, no. Yeah. Exactly the same as we've seen in the theme parks. Once they're away from those people checking you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It'd be great if they just stop the film. Many. Just stop the film, turn the lights up and go, you and you, out. out. And and you, you with the ice cream all over your mask, you out as well. <laughs> yeah, but you'll, you'll only be sent out for making a mess, not for That's actually... <laughs> oh yeah, I conform to the rules, absolutely. <laughs> I'd have suffocated because my mask would be completely clogged with hot fudge sauce and I've, I've probably passed out by that point through a lack of oxygen. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. It, it is going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Um, and especially like, you know, all, although I know why this film has to have a cinema release, uh, you know, going back to what we were talking about the last episode with, you know, the, the movement of Hamilton, you know 16 months or whatever it was you know disney plus is at the moment a bit star for content yeah so what are you talking about they got maleficent on what was it sunday or saturday the oh um, movie? yeah well, it was it mistress of evil yeah. yeah i think is the second one um i saw i saw part of that a few months ago and that was enough i didn't bother no no they're not they're not good movies I'll, I'll die on that hill. That's not a problem. I don't mind. They I'll be right there with movies. you. Don't worry. <laughs> you, won't, you won't be. You won't be flagging, flying that flag alone. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I would be. I think I think there'll be more than <laughs> more than just us two on a hill for that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Marvel shows, uh, you know, are still in development. Um, P Dubs, I know I can ask you this question, and you might know the answer. What's yeah. uh, the title of the Hawkeye TV show? Uh, oh, it's something about. The, Mary? No, it's something about the um, where the the bow lays on your face. I can't remember what the exact term is, but oh, yeah, okay. that's what they're they're using as their working title. Someone will point it out, I'm sure. Yeah, I just saw, I saw a, a thing. I didn't read the article, but I saw um, earlier on they were saying, "Oh yeah, there's going to be uh, they've, they've given a name to it." Yeah. I've got it. It is buh, 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 anchor point. <laughs> I think I prefer where the bow lies on your face. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's what they're calling yeah, it the for now. Oh, God. But I believe Falcon and Winter Soldier has gone back into production um, in Eastern it. Europe somewhere. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Just, just hurry up and give us some more content, for God's sake. Yeah, it's it's starting to get bad when I'm having to watch the the dog show with Bill Farmer on a Friday morning because there's <laughs> nothing else on there. I've got to. I mean, we are we're stretching out prop culture. Yeah, we watch that all in one weekend. See, that's your, that's that's <laughs> yeah, where you go wrong. The same. That's where you go wrong, guys. Um, we're watching. So we watched. Um, Mary Poppins, we watched Tron, we watched Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, two of those made me cry a little bit. The other one didn't. I'll let you guess which ones. Um, I can guess because we... it makes me cry. Oh, Tron. Oh, bless you. <laughs> um, it wasn't Mary Poppins. I don't care for that film. Um, That's exactly what I mean. That makes me cry, the fact that you didn't cry at Mary Poppins. 
it was a very good episode to be to be fair um also i was and then we watched honey i shrunk the kids oh no sorry we was about to watch honey i shrunk the kids and then we realized my daughter then you shrunk had, the kids yeah, well then we then we realized my daughter had never seen it so i said right you need to watch this film and then we can watch the episode so we did that and that episode's great because i think that's the first time rick moranis has been on camera yeah in about 20 years. Yeah. I know he's done some, he did voice some voiceovers. Work, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. But he looked great. Yeah. I'm now really excited that they're rebooting Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Hmm. And Josh, Josh Gad is doing a Ghostbusters reunion on his YouTube channel. And uh, I'm assuming because he's working with Rick now mm. for this Honey TV series. That I'm assuming Rick Moranis will be on that as well. Oh, fingers crossed. That'd be good. Yeah, because otherwise you're just going to have three Ghostbusters. Yeah. And Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, she'd probably do it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good show and it, it does give you an excuse to go back and watch the films like we saw uh, The Curse of Black Pearl one as well. Yeah. And the next one we got lined up is Who Framed Roger Rabbit and again my daughter hasn't seen that, so we said to her, look, we'll go and watch the film at the weekend, and then we'll go and watch the episode. Yeah. So It's a very good episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah, we, we went back we and rewatched Pirates this week, because we'd watched the Prop Culture episodes. Mm. And the first Pirates, I'll stand by, the first Pirates movie is a really, really good movie. They just then flogged it to death. Nice. Oh, yeah, I've got a soft spot for the last one. Yeah, I thought the last one was pretty good as well. The, the fourth one was awful. The third one was awful. second one was all right, but it was yeah, nothing I special. I don't mind the second one, but that third one just seems to go on forever. Uh, just that yeah. ridiculous opening scene kills I, I, it straight away. I haven't... I, I had never finished World's End. <laughs> I've, ne- I've, I've, I've always fallen asleep for it or gotten bored by it. Yeah. So I just zoned out. I've never watched it all the way through. Um... But yeah, there, there's a there's a franchise that needs to. I know this. I know they're trying to reboot it or whatever. But yeah, it could do with one. Definitely potential there. It's, it's still yeah, exactly. It's still a solid solid premise. I think I've ever heard it called premise before. I like that. Sounds all posh and <laughs> correctly spoken. Uh, probably not from me. I'm from Essex. It's a premise, isn't it? <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. say anything properly. Um, yeah. So Disney Plus, anyway, saw it out. Get some decent content on there. Get some more content on there for us to watch. I am going to yeah. probably go back and start watching the uh, Jeff Goldblum series again. <laughs> I did that when it first came, because obviously we'd seen some of it previously. Yeah. But I went back and watched it all again. It's good. I, my mate messaged me the other day and said, have you seen it yet? And I was like, yeah. Each episode's like being given a hug by a cloud. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm dreaming. <laughs> Yeah, it, he's weird. I'm weird. It's it's uh, it works. Um, was there any other news that I've missed out on? I don't think so. Yeah. Go and watch Artemis Fowl this weekend. God, is it this weekend? Yeah, I believe so. Twelfth. Yeah, I've got to uh, for the Patreon. I I've got to finish watching Timmy. Terrible. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. 
does it live up to its name you know what i sat there and started watching it last last week so sort of patreon listeners um this week we recalled escape to witch mountain which i've got to, i've got to watch in the next 24 hours well you better hurry up it's a treat um and then we are and then me and craig do like a little spin-off of just the disney plus movies so he watched timmy terrible a few weeks ago and i tried to watch it after watching um escape from witch mountain last week and i just got a bit tired about halfway through so i turned it off but what i'd seen of it up until that point it it might be my favorite original movie so far oh wow yeah strong words yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, well, I'll finish it and then we'll talk about it. But I'm actually going to sit down uh, tomorrow night and watch it with my daughter because I think she'll she'll enjoy it. So, um, but just to show the sacrifices that we make for the Patreon listeners, Craig is already watching Star Girl. Oh dear! Yeah, no, no. Well, it's not really. It's not really in our wheelhouse. To be fair, um, no. So yeah, that's that's the that's the, the trouble we go to. But yeah, Arsenal's Foul we'll, we'll obviously have to watch for that as well. So I won't be watching it this weekend, but I'll watch it sooner rather than later. And uh I'm sure we will discuss it on a future episode. Um but if if that's all we've got for this episode, then I will wrap up. Sinead, thank you so much for coming on and just give yourself another little plug before we wrap up. Thanks very much for having me on. And yeah, you can check us out on Instagram at Mickey Waffles Pod. Probably the easiest place to find us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the usual places. Yes. So wherever you find your podcasts, you will find Mickey Waffles. Not to be, of course, confused with the great British Mickey Waffle, whatever it was called. Yeah. It's a totally different show. Um, but no, Sinead, it's been a pleasure so glad to finally get you on and uh we'll certainly love to have you back in the future if we haven't um scared you off thanks for having me on <laughs> brilliant uh, and thank you pauls and thank you the listener for listening and we will be back with another episode if i can get my words out in two weeks here we go see you at the movies bye with the ice cream all over your mask, yeah. Probably. Network.